This is Tony from Sonata Arctica. Hey, this is Cobra Page from Cobra and the Lotus. This is Danny Marino from The Agonist. This is Michaela from Catechus. This is Mike from Devil Driver, and you're listening to The Great Metal Debate. Welcome back to the podcast, Metal Fans. We're back with another Metal Artist interview. This time we've got some cold-blooded American pagan metal with Winterham. Today I'm joined by Valthren, Drog, Ombriel, and Alvader. Thank you all for joining us tonight on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We're talking in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, following Winterham's performance at the New Vintage. After a few months off, you all have been warming up with this show and one earlier this week in Covington. How have those shows gone? Uh, well, tonight was really good. Uh, I mean, last night was also good. It, it was our Wednesday night. Wednesday night, sorry. Yeah, it was our first show in a while, a few months, like you said. Um, but yeah, no, they went really well, uh, considering the time off and everything. Considering it was a Wednesday, there's actually a pretty big turnout. So it was nice. You feel like you had a mix of old faces and maybe some new in the crowd? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, there was the band, uh, what was it, Solar Flare? They had quite a few fans there that were really into us after after seeing our show, so that was nice. <laughs> it's obvious you haven't lost any chops in, during the downtime. Do you all practice very regularly? <laughs> Don't ask him. <laughs> we, we try to practice as, as much as we, usually it's about once a week. Uh, obviously with six people, it's kind of tricky to coordinate. But yeah, we 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 uh, will practice at least once a week, and then uh, also sometimes I'll meet with uh, Umbriel and Exura to go over the melodies and the melody section, especially when we're learning new stuff. That I was going to ask about that. Is it mostly concentrating on getting down the old stuff, or are you spending some time working on new stuff? Well, actually, uh, we're kind of relieved to be because uh, we're going on this uh, tour at the end of June, and uh, we're the whole person. The whole purpose of that is to promote the new album, so we've kind of put the old stuff on the back burner for a while and mostly been focusing on the new stuff, and that's been something that's been worked on for, well, past, yeah, a couple, probably a couple of years, you know, on and off as uh, the new three members joined the band, so uh, so we've been focusing on that a lot, and it's mostly new stuff that we're focusing on in the future. The, the set tonight was exclusively new material. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, we've... Uh, we're, uh, we just sound, signed with SoundAge, so we are uh, preparing a release for uh, through them, and we have a whole bunch of new songs, and we just debuted them all, you know, last couple nights. Been playing them recently, but this is really a chance to really play our new stuff live before our our tour at the end of June, and you know, kind of get it under our belt. And, and a few of them are also, uh, like, they're all new. A few of them were recorded on our Pagan Fest sampler that we did for Pagan Fest in 2014. Um, but they've all been re-recorded, obviously, for the new album. Well, before I ask you about the specifics of the new album, I do want to ask a couple of questions about your past. Uh, in particular, your tour history. You have toured with some major label acts. So what, how have those experiences maybe shaped your work on this new album? Well, um, yeah, we did Pagan Fest in 2014, and that was with 
Corpoclani, Charisus, Thonic, and Varg. Um, there were, as far as how it shaped our new album, um, I could definitely say, oh, I don't know. We rehabbed our image. We did for sure. Our image, because uh, while we were touring with that, I was wearing like a, a, a giant fur, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we realized that that was far too hot. And then we saw like a band like Teresa's, who's been a costume band since before we were into folk metal. Um, and so we saw how, how they had kind of updated there because they went through a kind of similar thing where they were in full on LARP mode in the beginning and then, uh, later shifted to their current sort of Mad Max era, I'd say. And, uh, and it, it seemed a lot more practical. I mean, that's one way. Uh, I definitely got a lot of influence from Varg when writing the new album, um, strictly musically speaking, uh, so no, those were good experiences. And then we had in 2015, we did a brief run with Arcona and Hellsot. Um, but by that time we had already begun recording and everything. So, uh, so yeah. I do want to ask about the previous full studio album songs for the slain from 2011. How do you think back on that album and how has looking back on that maybe shaped the new material? Uh, well, yeah, it's been a while since that one came out. Um, part of the reason for that delay was uh, Alvader, Valthron, and Varric, the guitarist who wasn't able to play with us tonight, um, they joined the band and replaced three older members. And uh, so that took a while to you know bring them into the fold and figure out how our sound would change based off their addition. Um, and that like their influence because obviously they have very different musical influences from the older members. Um, and also just, I guess the time has really influenced the sound of the new album. Uh, we, during that time we were able to figure out like, cause a lot of us, honestly, our opinion of folk metal sort of changed and we were able to kind of take a step back and look at it and see what we liked about it and what we didn't. And um, so that downtime, while it might've been a disappointment to, some of our fans was actually a big help to us because I think that added time for perspective really shows in the new material. Um, as far as specifics, well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm mainly into progressive metal, progressive rock, uh, odd time signatures, just silly stuff. But, uh, I mean, as far as, as far as airplanes go, there's another one. <laughs> They're just going to keep coming. Uh, no, I mean, as far as what I've brought to the table, obviously what was produced on Songs for the Slain, I tried to keep as original and, and true to what that was. I didn't want to change that any. But, um, you know, I just brought my own personal kind of flair. Um, I didn't really bring any progressiveness, progressive I'd rock. Say a bit. Yeah, maybe. I, there's some. Maybe not. There's some lead to do with you. Really right? subtle hints of nuances. Yeah, uh, of kind of the style I play, but um, you know, I feel like yeah, I don't. Well, that new album, Blood and Shadow, uh, you've obviously been working on for some time with those songs off Pagan Fest Sampler. Uh, how, how? What was the process to integrate songs that you obviously wrote? quite a few years ago with maybe newer ones. How, how did that work together? Well, um, actually, 
as as much as it was spread out, I'd say that the new album, even more so than Songs of the Slain, sounds very consistent. Um, and even aside from the Pagan Fest sampler, one of the songs on the album, Into the Depths, I wrote probably in 2011 when the old members were still in the band, but like we didn't actually rehearse it as a band. It's just something that I had been working on. Um, and, and that was able to finally be recorded and it meshes really well with everything else on the album. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it sounds, it sounds pretty cohesive. Uh, there were a few songs on songs for the slain where, you know, we jump from a song like ale song, which is your typical, Corpaclani type like beer swigging folk metal you know thing and then yeah there's a song like Witch which is like a seven minute plus blackened folk metal epic and uh, and yeah so even like from early on we were already figuring out what kind of sound we wanted to keep and what kind of things we wanted to discard um, and it all came together really well in the new album what, you just released the first track off that album on YouTube, uh, Blood of the Moon. What stands out to you all about that song? Well, it's uh, especially compared to the older album, because the older album was actually uh, probably like 60% harsh vocals, and you know, then the rest was filled at 40%. <laughs> Umbriel does the math. Uh, and the rest, and forty percent was clean. Um, and uh, so there's a lot more clean singing on that one. And I'd say on the the new album, it's more of an even split, fifty uh, fifty. That would be the the mathematical way to put it. And uh, but below the moon, uh, it's uh, yeah. We thought that would be a good single because it, it jumps right in and it immediately gives the listener what to expect from the new album. Um, it has like really folky bits during the middle of it but then like three quarters of the way it's like this huge like crazy breakdown it's a little bit darker yeah. a little bit heavier um yeah gonna hear some new things that maybe you didn't have on songs for the slang right or or things that were there but they're brought more to the forefront and uh and we focus in on more and uh yeah i'd say it's a a it's not like exclusively but it's a bit more guitar driven than Songs for the Slain. Because Songs for the Slain was pretty folk-heavy at times, I feel. But there was more attention to the rhythm section and building up the metal behind the folk aspect of it. Are you considering creating any concept or live videos for Blood and Shadow? Uh, maybe not for Blood and Shadow. We have talked about wanting to do a music video. Um, that's probably something that we're going to tackle uh, in the fall. Or yeah. Um, concept video that's the tricky thing with folk metal because uh if you want to do a concept or a story you've got to have some some production behind it you know if, if we wanted to portray the imagery going on in the songs on the album you know we can't afford horses and snowy landscapes and <laughs> we can barely afford our our dingy vests so uh <laughs> we get a lot of fake blood though that yeah. fake blood's good yeah. uh, concept wise i don't know but we are looking into doing another music video for sure and so Blood and Shadow is due out on June 17th. What formats will it be available in, and is there a way for fans to pre-order and get the music early? Yes, um, it, it's available on June 17th. It's going to be in uh, Digipack format through SoundAge Productions, and that'll be through their website. They've already started pre-orders. Um, those started on the 25th of this month, and pre-orders are available now. 
uh, again, through SoundAge Productions' website, and they will also eventually have it on iTunes and I'm assuming like Amazon and all those typical outlets. And following that release, you'll have a mini tour of Eastern North America? Yes. Uh, yeah, that starts on June 17th, the day that the album officially releases. Starting in Chattanooga? Chattanooga, Tennessee, which I'm excited about. I like Chattanooga. You're hitting all the major East Coast hotspots, Detroit, Washington, Massachusetts, Richmond, Virginia. So folks on the East Coast are going to have a great opportunity to see you. Yes, and even if not for us, uh, we're touring with Yesterday's Saints, and uh, they're a band that we've played with before from Washington, D.C., um, and they're really good. And uh, Chaotica, who are from Atlanta, who we haven't played with, but we met on our, our Kona tour. And those are both also bands to check out for sure. Folk metal bands or contrasting styles? Very, I mean, yes, definitely contrasting styles. Um, there, I was at Katika is a little bit more like heavy, darker, blackish metal. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, uh, Yesterday Saints is a bit more deathy, thrashy kind of metal. So it'll be it'll be a good mix, though. Sounds like a good package, yes. Well, finally, please tell fans, again, how they can get their hands on this new album, Blood and Shadow, plus everything else they might want from Winter Hymn. Uh, Sound Age Productions, through their website on June 17th or before, if you want to do the pre-order. Um, you can also get it eventually through iTunes and things like that. Uh, and you can also check out winterhymn.net, and that has a link to our merch store where we'll have our shirts, uh, patches, you know, beanies and everything like that, all the merch that you might want to get if you can't make it out to one of the shows. Which is the best way to get merchandise. Come out, see these folks play live. They are amazing. Buy some t-shirts, buy the new album. Thank you all so much. I really enjoyed the show. Can't wait to see you guys perform again. And uh, best of luck uh, out on tour. Thank you so much, and uh, hopefully we'll be back to Wolfville soon.